I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hello and welcome to a new series of Where to Go. I'm James Atkinson, brand manager at DK Eyewitness. And I'm Lucy Richards, senior editor at DK Eyewitness. And welcome to Where to Go, where every fortnight we find out more about the world's favourite travel destinations with the people who know this place's best. Yes. So... It's a new series, Lucy. Yes. We've had a couple of weeks off. Yes. Uh, how are you feeling about the new series? I'm really excited because um, we've got some really wonderful guests coming on and lots of great chats about books that we're publishing as well. So yes. I'm feeling stoked. How about you? And have you had a nice summer? Uh Yes, I, 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 I didn't mean to sound like I was unsure there. <laughs> uh, I'm very, very excited about the new series. As you say, we've got some brilliant guests and it there's some really, really exciting um, uh, new DK Witness books coming out over over the next couple of months. So do make sure to sort of tune in to find out a little bit more about those. But um, uh, in terms of my summer, it's it's been it's been here and there. It's been sort of like <laughs> it's, it's been a little bit of a kind of uh, you know beginnings of freedom in a way it's 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 taken some getting used to kind of like going out and about and around in the past couple of months but actually um you know and I know you've been doing the same but we've been in the process of moving Moving, house so yes yeah so we've uh we've had to kind of move around London a little bit um you're staying with friends staying in an Airbnb and so on just while we're in between houses and I've kind of in the in the mean midst of that I've taken on Zoe's advice from uh from last season and kind of explored London a little bit more so I've definitely seen bits of South London a lot more than I uh, have known before um whereabouts in south london have you so i'm currently uh speaking to you from uh sort of herne hill dulwich way oh, um so uh lovely sort of dulwich park being and brockwell park is just down the road as well um lovely kind of little shops and restaurants and actually uh big shout out to some of the delis around here as well there's some ah. there's some really lovely little places to go for lunch uh there's a place called christopher's around the corner from here which is which is stunning um nice. and, good tip 
and then kind of trying to get out and about around London, see friends, get get back to back to usual in some ways. Um, how about you? Yeah, I um, much like you have been just enjoying London and East London, which is where I'm based. But you know, I've I've sort of I've had a few kind of family events. So I've been to a wedding in Yorkshire, which was mm-hmm. wonderful. It was at the gorgeous venue and in the Yorkshire Dales just surrounded by rolling hills and it kind of felt like you know partying like it was 2019 um which was really nice (laughs) after being cooped up for 18 months it was it was wonderful and then um back to my hometown because my my niece is getting christened so um it's just it's actually been just nice to kind of have time in London I've tried to sort of time it so I'd have a weekend in London and then a weekend out of London somewhere in the UK which I recommend that's been a really nice balance but at the same time hankering for a trip abroad at some point hopefully I don't know when I'm certainly starting to think about like kind of travel outside of the country now for the first time in you know and you will get there months, which is so exciting yes you so. will get there you will get those trips booked in we we certainly will so Back to today's episode, and I'm really, really excited by this guest. Yes, so to kick off Series 3, we're talking to the one and only travel expert, Holly Rubenstein, founder of one of the UK's biggest travel podcasts, The Travel Diaries, interviewing guests like Yota Motolenghi, Sir Trevor MacDonald and Annie Mack about their lives in travel. But today we're talking to the one and only Holly herself about her life in travel. So welcome, Holly. Welcome, Holly. Thank you so much. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Welcome to the podcast. It's so nice to have you here on the other side of the mic, if you will. Let's see how this goes. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So in a break from the normal format, we're going to talk to Holly about three destinations rather than Mm -hmm. one that are close to her heart, which are Miami, the Cotswolds and West Sussex. Yeah. So two kind of domestic ones and one very much not so domestic so very very much looking forward to hearing what you have to say about those holly so firstly we are talking about miami uh so holly um i'm I'm really curious what made you pick miami you sort of said uh in earlier when we were talking to us that it's almost like your second home how Mm. how has that happened like how, how have you made this connection with miami Well, so I first visited Miami in Florida when I was 10 weeks old. So an an early love, you could say. Um, I'm guessing you don't quite remember it from that. (laughs) No, but my memories really do stretch back pretty far. Um, My grandma and my aunt and uncle They moved down from New York. The father side of my family is American and they Mm. moved down from New York to South Florida, as many New Yorkers did. Mm -hmm. And uh, my parents bought an apartment there in the 1970s. And so we travel there for most school holidays. And, you know, to say that I loved it there is an understatement. I remember everything about Miami so vividly I'd go there kind of four times a year it would be something that I'd count down to at the start of every school holiday and from the moment I got on the plane to coming out of the airport and being hit by the humidity that you feel when you get out in Miami then to be into the air conditioning of the taxi and the smell of the air conditioning, seeing the palm trees, being surrounded by Spanish being spoken everywhere and hearing Mm -hmm. the cicadas chirping at night, all these things kind of 
enveloped me when I arrived in Miami and I knew that I was kind of back home with a lot of people that I loved and missed um, and it still is just a huge part of my identity today. Fantastic. I mean, that's such a visual kind of portrait of like kind of coming in and uh, and, and, and experiencing the city again and, and, and revisiting it too. Are there, so if, you know, if we were to come over, Holly, are there any places that you'd recommend that we go while we were in Miami? What are kind of the must-dos? Oh my goodness, there are so many. I think the most important thing to say is, first and foremost, is that Miami is a a bit of a love it or hate it destination. Mm. And um, when I have friends or colleagues that visit, they either adore it or they really despise it. And it's because I think, like a lot of cities, you need to know where to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you go to the wrong bit, you're not going to have a great experience. So one of my favorite parts um, of Miami is Collins Avenue, which is the famous stretch that runs along South Beach, which mm. has the incredible, beautifully preserved Art Deco architecture. Yes. Um, Miami has the highest concentration of Art Deco buildings in the world, dotted with palm trees, lit up at night really magical but that part of uh, Miami also has its famous uh, wild nightlife as well so you know if you want to have a restful peaceful vacation then staying in that side of Miami (laughs) you know might not work so well for you so uh, I definitely think that knowing where to go and and doing your research as to which bits have got you know the nightclubs and that busy nightlife and which bits are more chilled and more beachy and relaxed uh, is a definite like important start and then I could tell you so many places that I would recommend visiting. I, I, I guess, um, really, it almost depends on what you want to see in, in, in Miami in terms of there, there's so many different like kind of cultures kind of meeting there in terms of there's there's the American South meeting, Cuban, Colombian, various Latin American kind of influences, Caribbean influences. Exactly, it, exactly. Miami is like the ultimate cultural melting pot. And that is what is so fantastic about it as a city. I mean starting off little Havana, you know, mm. the heart of Miami's Cuban diaspora. And then the neighborhood is centered all around Calle Ocho, which is a street lined with Latin inspired restaurants, there are bakeries, mm. there are cigar shops, there are rum bars and galleries. And wherever you are, you hear the sound of um, Cuban music playing. There are locals gathering playing dominoes in the street it's very colorful there are lots of murals um and there are some great restaurants if you're into your uh, cuban food um there's no way better way to experience cuban culture i think than through its food because they put so much love into their food mm-hmm. there's a really famous restaurant called versailles which is um probably the most famous in little havana and it's a family-owned restaurant, really actually no frills, but mm. it's just very authentic Cuban dishes, lots of Cuban families there, all generations eating late into the night. Um, and there are also a lot of restaurants there that have what are known as ventanitas, which are, which translates as little windows where you can get food on the go, like a little Cuban sandwich or an empanada, that cool. kind of thing. Cool. So yeah, Little Havana is a definite place that I'd recommend. Um, I'd also really recommend anyone that goes to Miami to go to Wynwood. So the Wynwood district didn't even exist when I was growing up traveling to Miami. Uh, I only discovered it recently when I returned, having not been there for for several years. But it's now one of the city's most buzzing districts. And the Wynwood Walls, 
um, is an outdoor museum showcasing the most large-scale works of graffiti. Wow. Uh, mm. This vast area where every every wall, every iota, every inch of the wall is covered in the most beautiful street art. And the area has attracted a lot of craft breweries and art galleries and like really cool, chic boutiques and like the trendiest restaurants. So like among all this amazing, cool street art, there are like loads and loads of... Um, new openings and just cool places like it's just a place that I would head to straight away and is is not on the coast like it's a bit set back so if you're having like a day at the beach it's it's like quite a nice contrast to then go into this kind of more gritty graffiti type part of uh, Miami absolutely so cool yeah it's it's really fun and very, very different as well to the kind of stereotype of Miami as well as just being like kind of beachy and stuff. Exactly. But actually, Miami um, has such a strong art scene. Mm. And every year, actually, the the murals at um, Wynwood are, are refreshed for Miami Art Week. And then they have Art Basel there as well. So there there is a really thriving art scene there. Amazing, amazing. Oh, that sounds brilliant. So two brilliant recommendations on kind of where to go in Miami uh is there anywhere else that you kind of uh would recommend or is there just too much um I would say if when you're in Miami like obviously it's absolutely a must that you must do some kind of art deco tour um of South Beach and anyone that pictures Miami probably envisions uh South Beach Mm. you know Mm. this amazing art deco art, art deco architecture and there's a great restaurant that I recommend called Joe's Stone Crab some of the best crab claws and key lime pie in oh, Miami. Lovely. That's in the SoFi uh, district. And and um, if you like shopping, which I do, uh, one of the highlights of my trips whenever I went to Miami was going to the mall there. It's a uh, Aventura Mall. It has, it's the fifth largest mall in America and is really beautiful. It's actually a really beautiful mall, a really beautiful place to go. If it's a stormy day, which it often is in Miami, uh, depending on what time of year you go, mm-hmm. then um, if you could do a little half day trip there. And most recently, actually, I discovered Isla Morada, which is a the first of the Florida Keys that is out of Miami, about an hour and a quarter's drive. And it's absolutely magical. A taste of the Caribbean, just a short drive from the city. Uh, crystal clear blue waters, you know, amazing marine life, a completely tropical vibe, the most amazing beaches. And actually it was so, so special that I got engaged there. Oh. My now husband thought it was so romantic that that is where he decided to propose. So it's a really great place to go. I, I didn't realise you had that connection to uh, yes. <laughs> Miami, as well as your family connection. Exactly. I was going to say, so you've got family and I love that's wonderful. Well, I can totally understand why it's one of your special places because it sounds amazing and it's got amazing oh. connections as well. I hope that everyone that listens will visit Miami and love it as much as I do. Now we're a little bit closer to home and we're going to talk about the Cotswolds. So Holly, when did you first visit the Cotswolds? Well, I've been visiting the Cotswolds in my kind of school breaks and then, you know, my adult life, really whenever I can get a little break out of London. I think what's so fantastic about the Cotswolds is it's just an hour and a half's drive from London where I live. Mm. And yet it feels so far removed from city life. Yes. 
And so I get there as much as I can. And actually in recent months and years, I've got gone there more and more and, and discovered more and more. And I just love it there. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I think it's... Um... It's so e- so easy and accessible to get to. It's obviously just a short drive, but there's also like transport hubs like Oxford and stuff that you can kind of go to and easily travel out out of as well. Exactly. Um, what what is it that like which places do you keep on kind of revisiting? What pl- uh, where do you go each time you visit the Cotswolds? Oh, that's a tough one because I do try and explore a different part each time. Most recently, actually, I went to the charming village of. Barnsley um Mm. you can really feel its history Barnsley it's near to lots of the famous kind of quintessential picture postcard chocolate box villages of Mm. the Cotswolds so Boughton on the water with its five bridges crossing the river which runs through its heart and then at Bybury's ancient Arlington Row um if you Google Arlington Row, you'll probably recognise it. You'll probably have seen it on Instagram. It's this collection of 14th century cottages on the banks of a river. Mm. And it's deemed so iconic that it's actually on the inside of British passports. Oh, OK. Seriously? Yeah. It's oh, such I need to take a, a look. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's such an iconic part of, of the Cotswolds and part of our country. Uh, so that is one of my favourite places at the moment because it's so well connected to visit visit these you know famous spots and Barnsley itself has a few lovely pubs and I stayed uh, most recently at Barnsley House which is a country house hotel that's been yeah a beautiful old house that's been converted into a boutique hotel with lovely landscape gardens and just a really homey unpretentious feel great food and yeah I've, I've been there actually a couple of times and really really love it there. And what are the, some of the kind of features of the Cotswolds that kind of like draw you back time and time again? Is it the scenery? Is it the pubs? Is it the, um, you know, the being outside of London? Is the it... pace of life, I suppose, as well. It's definitely the pace of life, for sure. I mean, like it's it's that quintessential bucolic bliss, isn't yeah. it? You know, yeah. it's the countryside that inspired Jane Austen and Lewis mm. Carroll. Mm. And, and, you know, it lives up to its name. It's like... The Cotswolds actually translates to sheep on rolling hillsides. I looked this up for our podcast. Oh. That's kind of what it what its old English name really means. And, you know, I don't know if you both have been to the Cotswolds, but the that undulating green fields dotted yeah. with the fleece of little sheep everywhere. It's that kind of, yeah, it's the, it makes your shoulders drop. Yes. And it makes you... Breathe in the fresh air and yep. really feel like you're getting away from it all. Yeah, I think it's that uh, every time I've been and I've been to a few places like kind of dotted around. It's 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 mm. always that you know the the kind of silence and quiet. It's the um, yeah, it's the hillsides like kind of ro- like rolling kind of farmlands and stuff as well that you kind of pass. And great pubs, great pubs, as great as pubs. That's what I yeah, was thinking. If as I'm Lucy honest. was saying, like, yeah, you know the food because there's such mm. an emphasis on like farm to table produce the amount of great restaurants and great pubs in such a short well actually it's not a small a small area it's a thousand square kilometers the Cotswolds it's vast actually Mm. but in that area outside of a city in the rural countryside to have so many great restaurants is just like such a treat you could just spend every holiday I think exploring a little corner of it absolutely absolutely um 
And are there kind of any particular like kind of favorite pubs or, or restaurants that you've been to up there? Oh, that's a good question. Sorry, that's uh, putting you on the putting spot a little spot. bit. <laughs> I really love the Wild Rabbit in Kingham. So Kingham is a really, really quaint and charming village. Um, and at its heart is the Wild Rabbit, which is linked to Dalesford, which a lot of people might have heard of. Dalesford mm. have shops actually, you know, in, in London as well. And they're, they're known for their kind of projects farm produce and they have some properties as well and the wild rabbit um is a a small hotel with just a few rooms and they have the most fantastic pub that really like showcases the local cuisine to a level that is just absolutely phenomenal and uh, i'd go back there again and again if i could brilliant top top tip there's also a collection of really beautiful boutique hotels at dormy house Fox mm. Hill Manor and The Fish, and they have great, great restaurants. They're nearer to um, Broadway, which mm. is a completely different part of the Cotswolds to Kingham. So when you're looking to book a trip to the Cotswolds or organise a trip, you have to see where they are on the map because they're all in different areas. But those um, three hotels are great for like a romantic like weekend getaway, and they have excellent food i stayed at the fish in a tree house they have these tree houses where you access them via a drawbridge um you can bring dogs and they have this really like lovely kind of canopy outlook and if you really want to get away a feeling of getting away i think being like up in the trees and looking out yeah. at, at a kind of rolling fields is is super fun and like the novelty of a tree house just gets me every time yeah, I have to say I'm desperate. I'm looking, I'm thinking of an October trip and I'm desperate to do a slightly quirkier stay. And I've been looking at, you know, kind of canopy and stars type experiences mm. with a with a tree house and an outdoor bath and all that sort of stuff. That yes, it has an outdoor bath. Perfect. Yeah. Sold. Yeah. Thank you, Holly. I will book that <laughs> after this podcast recording. Here at DK Eyewitness, we're back publishing new guides to your favourite destinations, including new eyewitness guides to France, England, South Coast, Italy and Scotland. To browse a range, visit your local bookshop or follow the link in our episode bio. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So we're going to move on to West Sussex now. Um, so slightly further south, slightly different part of the UK. Um, mm. And why particularly... West Sussex, Holly? 
Well, I felt I had to mention West Sussex because I grew up on the Surrey-West Sussex border, but my uh, mother's side of the family all lived in West Sussex. So each weekend, each holiday, we'd travel down to West Sussex, or you know, it was only a few minutes from us, and immediately we'd be Im- immersed in spectacular countryside. We'd have the South Downs, amazing market towns petworth arundel chichester just to name mm, a few mm, mm. and and the beach you know that's in contrast to the cotswolds you've got both pebble and white sand beaches there some of the most beautiful beaches in this country um and it's just a county that just has so much to offer and i'm its biggest champion what so you sort of hit on a few um the specifics but what are some of your kind of must do's like your sort of top three must do's for the for the area so well On my podcast, one of the chapters of the Travel Diaries is picking your hidden gem. And I would say the ultimate hidden gem is Arundel. Mm. So Arundel is a beautiful market town. It's really close to London. You know, you could get there in an hour and a half drive or on a a relatively short train journey. And and it's very accessible for, for other people as well from other parts of the country. My husband says it's like a Game of Thrones set, just to kind of set, <laughs> give you like a, a um, an idea. So if you, to picture it, there's a big medieval um, Arundel castle that towers over the town. And it's surrounded by, you know, castle walls. And inside the castle walls, there are the most beautiful gardens. And then there are, as the village, as the town stretches uh, outwards towards the river, which envelops it, the River Arran, there are individual restaurants, you know, there are very few chains, really lovely mm. individual boutiques as well. And uh, it's surrounded by nature. So with the big castle on the hill, you've got all these like great restaurants and stuff and you go down to the river, you can take a walk in the Wildfowl Trust, which is at the bottom of the hill, or at the magical Swanbourne Lake. This is all walking distance from each other, Fab. which looks like New Zealand. Looks more like New Zealand than England, honestly. Like wow. big towering hills, amazing glittering lakes with little geese and moorhen and swans with people on rowboats. And then after you've done your walk, um, then you can have a, a pub roast or a, a pint at the Black Rabbit Pub, which is on the banks of the river that just there. And or you could even hop on a boat trip to explore the surrounding countryside. So it's one of the loveliest places in the world. It is a day trip that everyone should do. I just can't recommend it enough. I feel like I'm really missing out now. I've never done this or even yeah. considered it that much. And also the fact you've sort of created a perfect itinerary. So, you know, I'm gonna do all <laughs> of those things. That sounds it, wonderful. Great. I mean that is what I do, like whenever I go there. That's like my kind of ideal day and I it's my happy place I Mm, refer to mm. it always Ah. as my happy place like it's just stunning well listeners if you ever manage to do that itinerary please let us and Holly know (laughs) and let us know how you get on (laughs) we'd love to see pictures of that um and you know what is the best time of year to kind of visit if you're going to Arundel if you're going to West Sussex August is a great time to visit Arundel because there's the famous Arundel Festival Mm -hmm. where there's all kinds of um, outdoor events going on around in the castle grounds, you know, Shakespeare. Um, They have amazing tulip festival earlier in the year and nearby Chichester um, has a really thriving uh, art scene. It has Mm. one of the most kind of popular theatres outside of London and they have a great festival as well of theatre. So, uh, but having said that, you know, 
Arundel at Christmas, super charming and has lovely, lovely lights. And it's very, it's very tasteful. It's a very tasteful, like demure destination. Um, and, and there, I forgot to mention, actually, there are loads of afternoon tea shops. So if you like went in the winter, you know, you could have like your cream tea yeah, and, yeah. you know, do a touch of shopping. And it's just, it's just, it's just delightful. Fantastic. I mean, yeah. Uh, coming up to Christmas, maybe a little trip over there. Yeah, will... exactly. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Get it in my diary. Just need a day. Cool. And and sort of elsewhere in West Sussex, like, where is there anywhere else that you particularly kind of recommend? Obviously, that as you say, there's quite a lot. There's a load of coastline. There's a uh, mm. lots of historical sites as well. Uh, well, I just this last weekend actually was in West Wittering, mm. which is another part of West Sussex where there is a very famous white sand beach which stretches for miles. Um, is this kind of firm white sand which uh, where the water is very shallow, going very far out, so the water actually feels very warm. And it's a, a, a place that's attracted a lot of celebs. A lot of celebs have houses there, like Kate Winslet and Kenneth Branagh looking out over the mm. beach. It's kind of like the UK is one of the UK equivalents of like the Hamptons, you mm, could say. Mm. Uh, and there is the most exquisite pub there, which I would, it's a bit far for me to go if I wasn't going down there for like the full day like just not for dinner but I really recommend the crown and anchor at Del Key which is near to West Wittering it's a 16th century pub which is right on the water's edge of Chichester Harbour and it 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 just looks out over the yachts bobbing it's got lots of green around it so it's quite an unusual vista and the food is excellent loads of outdoor seating they even actually I saw this weekend have like these new little outdoor pods that you can sit in as well you know always adapting for the times and Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. they They've done a great job and uh, that part of West Sussex I also would really recommend. And if you're into antiques, I'd really recommend Petworth. Petworth is another beautiful town, like really, really stunning architecture. One of those, um, just like Arundel actually, where there's obviously, a, I, I can't say for certain, but it's kind of like in a, you would imagine it's in a conservation area and that the architecture has all been perfectly preserved. So the the aesthetic is just super intact it's just stunning Uh, and it's got such a high concentration of antique shops and if you're into kind of antiquing it's probably the best place in the country it's kind of renowned for that yeah I've 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 heard this before I've had family members go there and uh and come back with like loads of weird and wonderful stuff yeah I'm about to move flats so in all seriousness I need some furniture. So that's actually a really good recommend. Thank you, Holly. You're giving me so many recommends. <laughs> You're so welcome. Well, I was just thinking in the last like 20 minutes, you've given us about six or seven different day trips out, out of London that we <laughs> yeah, can exactly, do quite easily, yeah. which is fantastic. So thank you very much for that. So with that, we will now move on to our quick fire round. So in this section, we're going to ask Holly some quick fire travel questions. You can choose from anywhere in the world for your answers. Uh, nowhere is out of bounds. Uh, so keep your answers short. Don't overthink it. First thing that comes to mind, it's almost like word association. Okay. First one, favourite restaurant? Ooh, favourite restaurant. The first place that came to mind was El Saler de Can Roca in Girona, which was... Uh, 
one of the best restaurants in the world. I interviewed one of the chefs here in the UK and he invited me out to Spain and it happened to be that I was going to that part of Spain and so I got to go there and meet them and eat there and it was one of the most memorable and pinch yourself moments I've ever had. What did you eat? I mean, what didn't I eat? (laughs) It it was like 10 courses. My mind was blown. There were fireworks going off. There were trolleys coming with all different weird and wonderful creations. It was a spectacle like nothing else. Um, In a very unassuming part of Girona, actually, in a corner bit of a car park, but you go inside and it's like another world. And uh, it was... The year that I went, voted the best restaurant in the world. Oh, amazing. amazing. Oh, no wonder. Yeah. That, that sounds like an incredible experience. And, and, yeah. and, and, and you know, yeah. a lovely perk of the job as well to get invited <laughs> along by the chef himself. Um, so next question. Your f- you may have already covered this. Who knows? Um, your favourite view? Ooh, Okay. The first place, I'm go, I'm not going to caveat it by saying the first place that comes to mind for everything. This is the first place that comes to mind. <laughs> it is the view of Lake Maggiore from the Swiss Slither, which is in the north. Everyone thinks that Lake Maggiore is just in Italy. No, some of it is in Switzerland. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. there's a park called Ascona. And you look out, plunging mountains into the water that green and verdant the water's sparkling there are palm trees you'd never know you're in switzerland and it is just breathtaking wonderful wow. sounds breathtaking that sounds now again I'm, I'm repeating you james you might have already answered this holly but best place to spend a day hmm okay best place to spend a day well i'm a big fan of wimbledon village actually wimbledon village uh, just outside of central london has Wimbledon Common, it has uh, Mm -hmm. the park, it has gorgeous pubs and boutique restaurants, obviously near to Wimbledon, you've got an extra added atmosphere. I've discovered this area more recently and Mm -hmm. um, it's an area that I've fallen in love with for sure. Canazaro Park, another beautiful place to go for a walk, I really recommend it. Yeah, Canazaro Park. I've, I've been to one or two weddings in Canazaro Park, and oh, they God, what a place for a wedding! Stunning. It's really, really mm. nice. And um, and much as you were talking about with the Cotswolds before, like uh, some of the pubs on like on Wimbledon Common are actually quite kind of like countrysidey style pubs. Totally, like, you feel like you're out of the city when yeah. you're there, and that's just such a nice feeling. Yeah, it's really kind of out yeah takes you out of london for sure uh and i'm sure my family would love to hear that they're, they're from wimbledon too so <laughs> hi family uh okay so next up your um favorite place to drink favorite place to drink well when i was in the maldives uh, it was the last place that i went before covid so it's the last flight that i took which was actually my honeymoon and um, I stayed at a hotel um, called the Waldorf Astoria Ithafushi. And they had a restaurant there called Terra, which was one of the most architecturally interesting places I've ever eaten or drank. They are nest-like bamboo pods mm-hmm. that are in the ca- trees of the canopy. So one of the, it's the highest restaurant in the whole of the Maldives. And you get inside your own nest and you can see just, you know, twinkling blue water and and sand for miles and you yeah you sit in your pod and you have your own like romantic evening and that is probably one of my most memorable dining experiences and drinking experiences for sure and were you what were you drinking holly champagne 
Well, it was honeymoon, so yeah, I would say so. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> Has to be done. Has to be done. Okay, so next question. Two more. Um, most welcoming place? I think that's a really good question. I'm going to take a minute yes. to think about yeah. my answer. Yeah, go for it. That's, uh, don't worry. Put you, you're putting you on the spot with all of these. Well, you know, I would say for me, the most welcoming place to travel is probably being the US. It's a, a, a country I know really well. I spent two months traveling around it um, extensively a couple of years ago and uh, the West Coast in particular and the amount of people that struck up a conversation with me and, you know, uh, it was so charmed by my British accent, you know, uh, I really, I really found that it was a stark contrast to my, you know, normal existence here in the UK and yeah, particularly in kind of more rural uh, or remote parts of the US, the the warmth and hospitality that's been extended has always been like really memorable. And we've made some like, just like really happy memories and connections as a result of that. They stick in my mind. So that was the first place that came to my mind then. Great. Brilliant. And um, I think I know the answer to this, but the, the, the next place that you're planning to visit. Well, you know that because you sent me some beautiful yes. Dorling Kindersley uh, <laughs> DK books, James. Uh, the next place that I'm planning to visit is Cornwall. Um, I can't get enough of it. I have already been there uh, during this whole pandemic time mm-hmm. and it is it is a wonderful place to go. But after that, my first place abroad, I'm going to Provence um, to Vaison la Romaine, which is about an hour from Avignon, a historic Roman uh, market town with incredible Roman ruins that are, are preserved there and it's just a lovely Provencal village that happens to be where I have family and it will be really lovely to finally yeah. get out of the UK yeah. get out of the UK and reconnect with your family as well that's yeah exactly. that sounds yeah. wonderful that's brilliant yeah. well congratulations on surviving the quickfire round <laughs> um, <laughs> I really you, enjoyed it you did it with aplomb it was it was fantastic and thank you so much for appearing on the podcast too yeah, thank you, it's honey. been oh it's an honour thank you so much it's been great and also just such a wonderful variety of places as well like impressive with the quickfire we really travelled all around the world just then loved it yeah yeah it was really you know we went to London we came we went out to Europe and then we came <laughs> yeah. back to UK it was, uh, yeah it was magical well done amazing well you know the dk guides have come with me on virtually every trip that i've taken throughout my life you know whether it's the top tens or or you know your new guides are to come which i'll be taking with me on my future trips you know they really have been like a trusty companion a friend with me on my journey so it's a real honor to be part of something like like your podcast it's, it's thank you holly that's lovely amazing thank you very much. to hear it and uh listener you can find all episodes of the travel diaries on wherever you get your podcasts pretty much wherever you get your podcasts um so yeah i very much recommend listening to it um and actually uh you may find some little discounts for uh like a local on some recent episodes too so listen out for those uh so thanks once again holly it's been brilliant to have you on the podcast thank you so much 
Once again, a huge thank you and a huge honour to Holly and Lucy. It's also great to be back as well. Oh, it's so great to be back. And we started uh, season three with a bang with the wonderful Holly. It was wonderful. Really, uh, yeah, it's definitely starting strong and so many places to go. So many places already on our list. I think we are certainly ready to travel again. Yes, definitely. So yes, uh, 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 once again, a huge thank you to Holly. Um, And season six, The Travel Diary starts in mid-October, listeners. And you can join us again where we'll be back to our destinations. We uh, will actually be travelling out to uh, visit Copenhagen. So very, very excited about that. Uh, Pretty incredible uh, city. Lots of Yeah, it's one of my favourite cities. One of the homes of kind of Scandi Cool whilst also being super historic as well. It's going to to be great. So until then, listener, thank you for joining us. Um, And uh, thank you too, Lucy. And thank you, James. And we shall see you soon. Where to Go was produced by the team at DKI Witness and the wonderful Julia Baker. It was presented by James Atkinson and Lucy Richards and mastered by Johnny Coddington at Bottle Rocket Recordings. For more information about DKI Witness, follow us on social media at DKI Witness or visit dk.com forward slash eyewitness. And please remember to like, rate, review and subscribe the show wherever you get your podcasts. Your support means so much to us. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.